Um, I want to um, go back and share a few thoughts in regard to rest and sleep because I've been chewing on this and, and I think it's appropriate that we look at it during this season. And uh, then we're gonna break into groups for prayer after that. So um, twice this week I encountered, I was walking through the early Psalms and, and uh, both Psalm three and both Psalm four have some verses that uh, apply to sleep. And uh, Psalm three says, I sleep and wake up refreshed because you Lord protect me. That was contemporary English version. The ESV has a slightly different. It says, I lay down and slept. I woke again for the Lord sustained me. And then the next verse goes, I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. And the backstory for this is that David is running from Absalom. And so he is, uh, he is literally uh, having thousands of people chase him. And he's in this situation where, uh, or at least there, there's an army prepared to go after him. And he's making this comment. He says, I lay down and slept great. <laughs> you know, you're going, how could that possibly be? Except that he has this awareness that it is the Lord that takes care of him. And, and so in a day like this, when there's lots of potential for anxiety, it's still crucial that we recognize that there is the opportunity for peace and even restful sleep in the Lord. Um, the fourth uh, psalm says this, uh, many say, who can show us any good? Smile on us, Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I'll both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So even though others are going, is there anything good going on? The psalmist is saying, yeah, there's a lot of good. There's joy in my heart, and I'm able to lay down at night and sleep. And I, I just, uh, those things, I kept chewing on them through the week. And so I went back and found some other passages. And of course, uh, the very first reference of sleep, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing. Adam goes to sleep and wakes up with a wife. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's quite a sleep. Um, I guess uh, some of you singles might be going, well, I got to go take a nap now, but <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. Um, I don't know how that's going to work for you, but that's pretty amazing to me. Uh, I want to go to Jacob's encounter with the Lord. Uh, Jacob was running from his brother. Uh, it says he didn't go to, to rest until the sunset which if you're out in the wilderness, that's the wrong time to prepare for the night. You need to prepare while there's still light. But if you're afraid for your life and you're trying to put as much distance as possible, maybe you go too far. And that's kind of where he had been, but he sets a rock down, he goes to sleep, and suddenly he has this visitation of angels and, and he sees them ascending and descending. Then he sees the Lord up above and God makes some promises to him. He says, I'm going to give you this land. Your offspring are going to become like the dust of the earth. You're going to spread out in all directions. He says, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed through your offspring. I'm going to be with you in your travels. I'm going to bring you back. And, uh, you know, when he, we look at that, 
you know, he, God has introduced himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But now Jacob's having his own encounter. He's having his own embracing of the Lord through his sleep. You know, and maybe then he didn't, he wasn't listening enough in the daytime. God used his rest. But Jacob's response is, is good. He wakes up. He says, this must be where God is at. And he names a place Bethel. And then he said, he makes a vow to the Lord. He says, if you'll do all these things for me, if you'll bring me back, uh, if you'll give me food to eat, clothes to wear, and you bring me back in peace in my father's house, he said, I'll give you a tenth of everything that I have. And I'll, I'll make this a house for you. So in, in a sense, he's, he's run away, but he's saying, if you'll bring me back in peace and you'll fulfill these promises, yeah, I'll commit my life to you. Pretty amazing. Um, Psalms 127 says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. That, how cool is that? Um, Proverbs has a passage that's interesting as well. It kind of entails our part of things on the front part of the of the passage, and then in the second half, it talks about God's portion of things. And it goes in, in Proverbs 3, My child, use common sense and sound judgment. Always keep them in mind. They will help you live a long and beautiful life. You walk safely and never stumble. So again, that's if you retain common sense and judgment. But then it goes on. You will rest without worry and sleep soundly. And then the Lord's part. So don't be afraid of sudden disasters or storms that strike those and those who are evil. You can be sure that the Lord will protect you from harm. So it's like saying, do the things that you know to do. Exercise the disciplines that you know to put in place. But also, you don't have to fear the disasters that are out of your control. God will take care of things. That'll allow you to sleep at night. Um, Ezekiel, there's a promise out of Ezekiel 34 where um, Ezekiel is um, treating, the Lord is speaking like a shepherd. And so through that chapter, he's talking of shepherding the people and guiding them along. And then he says, I'll make a covenant of peace with them and banish the wild beasts from the land so that they may dwell securely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And uh, again, it's that idea there's safety in the Lord and, and his protection. Let's jump to the New Testament for just a couple illustrations. Uh, Joseph, Joseph and Mary, remember when he found out that Mary was pregnant and he's not sure what to do, he's thinking divorce. And uh, it says that uh, an angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream. And he says, don't be afraid. Um, take Mary as your wife. What's conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And it says when he woke up, that's what he did. He did what the angel had commanded him. So again, powerful encounters are available to us even while we sleep. And we should be asking the Lord for such. Uh, the final thing I want to mention is... Uh, out of uh, Matthew chapter 8, remember when Jesus uh, gets into the boat and the disciples follow him and uh, the, a great storm arises and, uh, 
It says they were afraid of being swamped. And for these guys to be fishermen and afraid in a storm, they knew what was going on. They, they were doing their best, but at the same time, they know how critical that situation is. They're well aware of their circumstances. And, and it's like sometimes we can, uh, we can know all the details, and that's what seems overwhelming in the moment. You know, these guys knew that unless something changed, they were, they were in deep trouble. And, and so um, they, they just look back, and Jesus is sleeping. And, you know, they, they realize this is not normal. But uh, even in that, they call out to him, and he, of course, he gets up, and he says, why are you so afraid, and you have such little faith, and he rebukes the winds and the waves, and it all stops, and, and they're going, what kind of guy is this? Who is this person? But it starts with him sleeping, and, and in some ways, it may be during a season like this that even your rest is, is a testimony to others. It's a witness of, of your trust in the Lord's faithfulness and his ability to sustain you. What an awesome thing it is that we can call on the Lord for these things and, and trust him to take care of us this way. I think that in this season, there are people wrestling with anxiety and, and sleep issues, and we want to pray for that and, and see God's peace brought into your life as well.